we are not quite sure yet about you know when exactly the large group gatherings will start and what those will look like. I know I've been getting some questions. Some people have been asking, getting a few text messages. I know we're all excited to get back together, uh, and we want to do that, but we want to do that prayerfully. Mm -hmm. We want to do that through the Holy Spirit leading, uh, and we have ideas in our own mind, but God directs our paths, right? right? We make our plans, but God directs our paths. So we just continue to ask God, so be praying with us and for us. It's coming. Uh, yeah, it's coming. It's There's coming. no doubt it's coming. So uh, we will be back together, and uh, we're just making those decisions, and we will communicate those as we have them, as the Lord leads us uh, in those situations. So you got anything you want to share here? No? No? Are you sure? Okay. All right. Well, I've got a, uh, a call to worship this morning uh, out of Psalm 92, and I'll say this. So this morning I went on a on a prayer walk. I actually each morning I normally go out. There's a little neighborhood around where we live. It's a really nice neighborhood, and I just walk that multiple times, usually every morning. Uh, and this morning I was out and I was listening to the song. What's the name of the song? Oh, praise the name. Mm -hmm. Is that the right? Yeah, oh, praise the name. Is that yeah. the name Shane of the song? Shane and Shane. Shane and Shane version of it. Uh, oh, praise the name. And after the third verse, or maybe the fourth, I think it's the third verse, you know, they go into the chorus, but they stop singing. And then whoever's in the audience, you hear their voices rise up. And as soon as that happened, as I was listening to that, and I was walking, I was praying, I just had this sense of nation after nation. I just saw different types of people all bowing before the Lord on their knees. Actually, they were not bowing. They, had their, they were on their knees and their hands were raised and they were looking up and they were all worshiping God with one accord, with one voice. And I just think every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I just had this sense of nation after nation after nation after nation of different people all just kneeling before him kneeling before that. I was just overwhelmed and overcome with emotion. And I didn't realize that Psalm 92 in the beginning was my call to worship. Uh, today, I didn't put those two together, but I just want to, uh, I'll read this to you, starting at verse one. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning, I was walking in the morning, and your faithfulness every night, on an instrument of ten strings, on a lute, on a harp, with harmonious sounds, for the Lord we have made glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. You, and I just had this sense of all of us raising up this one voice together and worshiping him. So as we worship today, I encourage you to stand up, get out of your seat. Hopefully you're dressed in your Sunday. If you're still in your pajamas, that's, that's okay. Stand up, get off that couch with us, and just join us in worship. We're going to be doing the Lion and the Lamb and Heart of Worship today. So join us for worship. Thank you.
and as you're worshiping, I pray right now that you are experiencing the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit as we are having it here. That's our prayer this morning, that that same Holy Spirit is not constrained by time or space, that he's visiting right now with you in your homes, in your families, in your, in your hearts. As we come before the Lord in worship, this morning, I just all morning and even last night, I've been overwhelmed by this sense of bringing ourselves low before him. Just bringing ourselves low before him and just prostrating ourselves before the throne of Almighty God, magnifying him. And that's what worship is. We come before him with an offering of worship. It's not about me. It's not about my journey. It's not about my struggle in these moments. We just have to lay before him everything and lift him up. We raise our hands in church because we lift him up. We lift up our praises. We lift up our worship to the only one who is worthy. Thank you, Father. Father, you are worthy. And we bring ourselves low before you. That you may lift us up in due time. That you may fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit to be witnesses for you. To every corner of the earth. We come into your presence, Father, to worship you, to bow before you, that you would lift us up and we would rise up from your presence with truth, that we would rise up unhindered and unfettered, that we would go out with power from your presence. But Father, that we would come into your presence often. We would run. We would run away to the secret place. And church, the secret place is one where we bring ourselves low in his presence. That is the secret place. That is the secret place where, where, where chains are broken, where revelation is given, where the veil is torn. Then we must bring ourselves low, sit at his feet, lay before his feet. And listen to the whispers. Listen to the words he speaks over us. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus went away so many times to be with his father. So many times. And in those times, even Jesus, the son of God, the Messiah and the Savior, in those times when he was talking with his father, he did not... He did not spread his arms out wide and declare who he was to the Father. There's no need to declare who we are to the Father. The need is to stand before the Father and talk with him about who he is. His will. Father, we only want to do what you do. We only want to speak words of life. And so... We model ourselves after Jesus this morning and every day. We come into the presence of the Father every day and often 
every day and often to the secret place. We enter, we enter through the gates of thanksgiving. We enter with praise. But then we bring ourselves low in worship to hear his heart, to be filled, to be filled with his glory and to go out unto the world full, able, and whole. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this morning that as we have brought ourselves low before you and as we have sent our worships, that our worship has gone up as an incense. Father, and that you are pleased you spread your hands out to us this morning. And we come now, Father, to take communion and to remember your Son. We remember you, Jesus. We walk in your footsteps. We walk in your path. You have made the way. Jesus, and we worship you for it. Thank you. And we worship you for it. Thank you. I've been reading in uh, a lot of the red words. And in Matthew 5, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Thank you, Jesus. It's just what we're talking about. Bring ourselves before hungering and thirsting for more of him. Above everything else. Above everything else in our life. And the Bible's promises, for they shall be Be filled. filled. They shall be filled. Do you know, sometimes we don't get to that point in our lives until we've tried other things. (laughs) I mean, I think that's so true. If there's a shortcut to be had, we'll find it and we'll try it. Mm. And it leads to emptiness. Yeah. It leads to emptiness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the only difference between the lost and the saved is that we have finally mm-hmm. found mm-hmm. the one who satisfies. That's right. um, but even in our Christian walk, I remember years ago having a conversation with a friend and we were both struggling. And we were in person, we were sitting together, we were just trying to encourage one another and lift one another up. And I don't know which one of us said it, but one of us was just like, man, I wish we could come to Jesus. Like, I wish we could get saved again because we just felt so lost. Mm -hmm. And it was, those words just broke something in that conversation. And it just opened our eyes to realizing we're running in circles and we're caught up in our feelings. Mm -hmm. We're caught up in the situation Mm -hmm. and we don't need to get saved again. We don't, need to, we don't need to get saved again for the first time to remember our first love and to come to the foot of Jesus, the feet no. of Jesus again. No. But boy, did we really need to get there. And whichever one of us said it, boy, it just cut right through. It's good. At least for me, it cut right through the reality. Mm. And it's just like, I will not be, I will not, I will not stay in the emotion of the lost. I am not lost. I am no. found. I am redeemed. And no. it just set off in me a remembrance mm. of Christ no. in me. Um, but I encourage you today during this time of stay at home, you know, we've all had so much opportunity to see what we've been feasting on and what we've been filling ourselves with. And, um, I pray that you've experienced hunger Mm -hmm. like you've never experienced during this time. I do. I pray that, that you're feeling emptied like you've never felt before because I have, I have, and it has nothing to do with loneliness or isolation because truth be known, I enjoy being alone. (laughs) Um, I'm not lonely. So it's not loneliness. It truly is, um, it truly is an emptiness where nothing else will satisfy. And that's what fasting is all about, you know, and we've been, we have been taking this time to so participate in that fully, you know, because coffee satisfies and ju- it just does for those of us, for some of us, coffee satisfies right. that mid afternoon. You're just like, Oh, I can't wait for that. 
But when you take that away, you realize, you know, it didn't. Right. I need more than that. Yeah, it's right. more than that. And you come into the presence of the Lord and he shows you the root mm. of why you were just, why you needed that other thing in the first place. Why are you running on E? Right. What is going on? He shows you your empty places and he fills you. No. It is beautiful. No. It is beyond words. Mm. It's the greatest gift. And so I pray that during this time you've experienced or are experiencing that emptiness. Yeah, and still can. I encourage you to seek after it. I encourage you to, yeah. to seek to empty yourself of no. everything no. That, that is satisfied. Everything. No. Everything. Except his Amen. presence. Amen. Amen. Except his presence. Amen. We want to take communion with you this morning. So if you have your uh, body and the blood, just go ahead and gather that to get ready because it's just a time to reflect on this time to reflect on our emptiness that we need him to fill it and him alone to fill it him alone to fill it we hunger and thirst for his righteousness it says and we shall be filled let's just take a moment before we take communion just to reflect on that reflect on that word to reflect on where we're at right now to repent for things that we need to repent of Thank you, Father. Worship you, Jesus. To remember that which we need to remember. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 I just sense sweet moments happening in many homes that are watching this morning. Just a sweet moment with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord. The Lord is showing me right now the Mm. postures of Jesus. Mm. And I see Jesus kneeling in prayer Mm. to his Father and literally communing with his Father and the Father reaching down with his hand Mm. upon the head of his Son, Mm. ministering to him, speaking with him. And I see Jesus in that posture of receiving from the Father and talking with the Father, Mm. praying in the secret place. And then I see the posture of Jesus as he's walking among the people and his arms are outstretched. Mm. His arms are outstretched and he's healing and he's giving out, out of the fullness of the Father, he is ministering life. We cannot minister life outside of the fullness of the Father. He is ministering the fullness of the Father with outstretched hands to the poor and the needy and the broken and the desperate. To the least of these, he is ministering life. And then again, I see, I see the posture of Jesus as he's, um, as he's ministering to his disciples and he's seated and he's at rest. He's at rest in fellowship. At fellowship with those whom he's called. There's a brotherhood there. He's not receiving upon his head and he's not, he's not walking with outstretched arms, but rather he's seated. And he's, he's laying out a banquet of wisdom and of, of his presence, of his presence. It's his presence and he's... He's, he's sharing it with open arms, but in embracing arms. And then I see the posture of Jesus in the garden. And it's one of receiving from the Father with desperation. With desperation. It's battle. It's a, it's a battle position. And I see, I see that position. 
And finally, I see, I see the posture of Jesus on the cross. And his arms are outstretched in total surrender unto death. Unto death. And it is at that point that it is finished and that the power of heaven, the power of the Father, the power of God, tears the veil. The veil is torn. And so as we take this bread and as we drink this cup, the postures of Jesus are to be our postures. He wasn't always declaring and decreeing. He wasn't always confessing the word. He wasn't always healing the sick. He wasn't always, he wasn't always dying. But he was living unto death. That was his purpose. We remember, we remember the postures of Jesus. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. We had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which was broken for you. Do it in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you will claim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Father, we thank you for this time to be in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts this morning already. We thank you for your transforming power and glory that we can experience everywhere that we are, no matter where that we are. So even though we're not gathering as a large group, we are gathering in your presence before your throne. We thank you for it. We thank you for what you're doing today. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, wow. That was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel sad. Why do you feel sad? I feel sad, sad because if we were if we were gathering together right oh. now, I would be laid on the floor and we would be going back to worship. <laughs> yeah. The Holy Spirit is so present right here yeah. and I just want to stay. Yeah. It's hard in this format yeah. to do that. Yeah. So he's here. He is here. Stay with and us. We know Sweet he's Holy with you guys Spirit. too. We know he's with you guys as well. I just want to linger. Yeah. I really just want yeah. to linger. Yeah, it's good. I'll just take a That's sip good. of this <laughs> apple yeah. tea. Thank you, Father. Yeah. And yeah. So we just uh, enjoy his presence. Uh, we actually said that. We're like, you know, we talked about this format and how we're doing this and one of the biggest things that we miss for sure is just corporately being in his presence. Uh, and we're in his presence here, and we know that a lot of you are sensing that and feeling that in your homes as well, but just being in his presence and seeing just the movement uh, amongst his people is just amazing things. We don't get to see what's happening in your, in your homes right now. Uh, we're looking forward to when we see that again collectively, uh, collectively. Uh, so a couple things, uh, just a few announcements. 
Actually, quite a few things to talk about today, yeah? yeah. Uh, quite a few things to bring your attention. Number one, on Wednesday nights, we've been doing a uh, marriage uh, Q&A yeah, on Facebook have. Live. Uh, we got a little real uh, last Wednesday night. Um, After so, the camera turned off, I was just like, "Wow! Oh my gosh! I just can't believe we talked about all of that." Yeah. That so there's my, there's probably about. kids watching. So no, well, no I mean, now. right now there's we're kids watching. So again. we're not talking about that again. If you are interested in learning more about marriage and all parts of marriage, uh, you should go back and watch last Wednesday night's. Uh, a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Facebook Live uh, Q and A. Uh, we'll probably do that again this week, sure. uh, this Wednesday night, and then... Um, and if there's something specific you guys want us to address, please yeah. discuss. It doesn't have to be a question. It just has to be, can you talk about prayer in marriage, which is a big one, which I'd love yep. to talk about. Yep. But I mean, if you all don't prompt us with what you want to hear, then, yeah. you know, we just kind of pray and are led. And yeah. this guy has seven, a favorite topic that seven. he likes to talk about. <laughs> and so it always comes back to that on a Wednesday. So if you all don't help me have a different topic... <laughs> Um, what I, topic are you talking about? Oh, I wonder. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. So join us back on Wednesday nights. Sorry, uh, Grace. It would be it would be great. <laughs> Sorry, um, kids watching at home. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it'd be awesome if you guys could join us for that, and then of course they're recorded, so you can see them afterwards. Uh, we do want to do some stuff on parenting as well uh, at some point too. So we're not sure. We're not transitioning into that yet. No, we're not transitioning into that yet, and we're not sure how that works with how our you know we start gathering again right. um, collectively as a group. I can tell you this that uh, based on some things that are going on, we've been in prayer, we are pretty sure that a lot of the groups will begin to start meeting again. Of course, practicing social distancing uh, and bringing masks along and stuff like that. But we do really uh, see like the women's group, I think they're planning to meet this coming Saturday, okay. uh, which would be after the stay-at-home order is lifted. And let me just maybe mention to everybody, we are, we are what's the right word? I use the thing from Pride and Prejudice. Um, we, are, we have been inclined to oh. acquiesce the request. That's from, that, you know, that's from Pirates stay at home. of the Caribbean. Oh, from, okay, what up? Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Well, he says he's disinclined to acquiesce the request. To the request. To the request. We, we but, have been inclined to acquiesce to the requests yeah. of the state government. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we have acquiesced to their requests. Yeah. And we, we did we, that in a spirit of cooperation. Yeah, we want you guys to know. In a spirit of care right. for the elderly and, right. the, and the sick. Right. Um, I think what you want them to know is yeah. that we are blessed. I... Uh, we we've had some interaction um, with some local pastors, yeah. and we are in connection with the state government. They are meeting with the government, right. and faith leaders with the government, and they're meeting regularly to yeah. talk about faith communities in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, there is a lot of things that happen. I'm not. I'm not. It's not. I'm not like um, pro. I'm not like wearing a pin for the governor or anything like that. Yeah. But what I am saying is that in our state, churches have been called essential. From Absolutely. the very beginning, <clears throat> right. they have been recognized as essential yeah. from the very beginning. Right. There are other states in this country where mm. the churches have been equated to movie theaters yeah. and they've been closed and forbidden to meet. Yeah. Not at, any, at no time were we forbidden right. to gather. <clears throat> right. So we just want you guys to know that we, we live in a great state. We were free to uh, make right. that decision and each church made that decision, but yeah. we also aren't rogue. We do not make decisions by ourselves. Right. We are always led first and foremost by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And then secondly, we, we do t discuss major things with other local pastors yeah. just to bring another perspective for us to take to prayer. And yep. then there is a group of yeah. pastors 
um, that are more spread out, Virginia and New York and all around, these, this is a group that we meet with. Yep. And these pastors have 20 plus years of experience, yeah, a lot of them. Right. They are, they're like an apostolic network of just wisdom and counsel and, and prayer covering over us. Yeah. So we're blessed to meet with them as well. Yeah. So um, we don't just go rogue and make decisions. And that's yeah. good because it I'm is. a fighter. And right it at the is. beginning of this thing, I was just like, that's we're going yeah. to do whatever. And that's... Uh, and technically, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. we could. I mean, I guess what we're trying to say is, too, I mean, there's a lot that we've seen in the, some of the uh, writings that the government gave and some of the meetings that were out there is they made it very clear that they are not infringing upon right. religious liberty. They, they were very feel careful that about way, it. So they're very careful about it. And so we're always watching, too, being, you mm -hmm. know, being very watchful that, you know, the moment we sense that or feel that, uh, there'll be a completely different response from Erie Christian Fellowship Church. Someday, uh, I'll, be, I'll, someday I'll be released to fight. And yeah, I'll... there'll be a different response. And so uh, this we'll was... We'll put the uh, worshipers out in front. Yeah, a collective response. But all that's to say is we're still in the process of making decisions yeah. about how we come back together. We do see groups starting to meet again here soon, mm -hmm. probably as early as next weekend. Yeah. So check Facebook. You know, I'm sure your group leader will tie off with you about some of the requirements that they might have as far as gathering again together. Yeah. Um, and yesterday, yesterday... Yeah. Yesterday we were we were blessed to have a wedding right here in this Come space. On. That's right. Um, it was wonderful. It was it was wonderful. There was ten people in the right. room, and then uh, more family stayed out in the parking lot. Yeah. And it was a beautiful day, it and awesome. it was just wonderful to to bring two people together in the presence of God and just to be able to um, mm. just have joy in the midst of all of this. Um, there's, there's been lots of joy to be, I'll just be honest. I've had tons of joy in mm. all of this in yeah. the midst of it, but yesterday was just such a blessing. And, um, we, we, after the wedding was over, um, we got to, we were going out to leave and we saw down in the parking lot, spirited sisters, which is yeah. our group of widowed women come together. Um, Camille is, leads that group and yeah. we saw them down in the parking lot. And Jason had forgotten something. And I said, I was like, I'm going to put my mask on and go down. Because they were standing in a circle. They had distance between them. They had music yeah. playing. And they had masks on. And um, they are older women, so I think that's very, very wise. Um, and so I put my mask on and went down. And there was yeah. just so much joy mm. in seeing their faces, even their masked faces. There was just, And it's, it's so hard for me not to hug people. And I am <laughs> not a hugger. Right. I am physically affectionate. But it's very, it, it's like my family mostly. Like it, maybe I'm more affectionate and more of a hugger than I thought. Yeah. Because I'm seeing people. When you take that away, right? And <clears throat> suddenly I just am overwhelmed with this urge to hug people. But I didn't. <clears throat> but it was, yeah. there was great joy in seeing them. Yeah. Just seeing them. Um, the masks did not inhibit my joy because I didn't Amen. let it. Amen. So it was wonderful to see them. So, uh, so we will put out more communication about when we're, you know, we're looking to gather as a large group again and what that means. Uh, there's different things that have come out, different suggestions. Again, suggestions about percent of occupancy and some other things. So we want to really figure things out. We mm -hmm. want to do it well. We want to do it right. We want to do it in God's timing. Right. Not our timing, not the church down the street's timing, That's not right. Grace Church's timing or somebody else. Yeah. In God's timing for Erie Christian and Fellowship in God, Church. And in and that's that way. most important to us. Yeah, it is most important to us. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about different ways to do it. So, I mean, yeah, we've options. floated different ideas options, yeah. that we've prayed about and to because we want feedback. We yeah. want people's feedback. We, we are leading um, and we want the feedback of those people who are just united in, with us in prayer yeah. um, because everything is mm. covered in prayer. Amen.
Um, so. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So speaking of prayer, so if you were unaware, this Thursday is the National Day of Prayer. Uh, and we have been praying about what to do about that and how do we, do we do something? We just do a Zoom call and do something online or whatever. But we have decided. We have decided. We have decided to do outdoor exercise. Outdoor, I can't get that right in my head. Outdoor exercise prayer walk. That's right. We, outdoor, we are going to be exercising right here. outdoors this Thursday from 12 to 2. At 5900 Starantania Road from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Yes. Uh, we picked that time for a couple of reasons. One, I know a lot of people are working from home and they're on meetings and Zoom calls. And maybe they can sneak out and get a little over exercise their over their lunch period if they don't live too far away. Uh, so we encourage the so 12 to 2 was the reason. It's a little bit before nap time for those who have kids. Yeah. Well, depending on the age of the kids, right. it could be right at nap time. But So what, what we're going to yeah. do is we're going to gather. Um, well, we're not going to gather. We're not no. gathering. We're outdoor <laughs> exercising. That's right. We're outdoor exercising. There won't, we won't be gathering at all. Like There won't be groups of people talking necessarily. Yeah. Like There's not standing still. We are literally going to walk the perimeter of the parking lot and then around the sidewalk yeah, around of the, the church, up the, the flagpole, around the church, and then yeah. up the flagpole sidewalk and then around again so we're probably gonna start with parking up at the row center i put cars up there and sure. then down the middle of the parking lot the parking lot yep but we are going to be walking and praying um you do not have to wear masks when you are doing outdoor exercise right. um <clears throat> so i doubt that i'll be wearing one although i will have one yeah. in case you should bring it yeah, you know you should I bring it need Just, it or yeah. want it yeah. for any reason and we will be you know Staying, doing the social distancing. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be bringing our whole family, so we are going to look like a pretty big group walking. So we're already um, gathering at 10, so nobody's allowed to get close to us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But sort of. we will be walking the parking lot. We will be praying. We will also be talking. <clears throat> you, know, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I don't know that if we have our kids, I'm probably not going to be deep in prayer for two full hours. Sure. Um, we just encourage if you can't make it just yeah. also know that Thursday is the national day of prayer uh, there is some stuff going on online in the evening uh, I think if you go to the Facebook site for prayer Erie uh, pray Erie uh, the Facebook site there or even the WCTL YouTube uh, site so those are two places you can see there's a live stream of a prayer uh, time of prayer that starts I believe at 5 p.m. so we also wanted to coordinate around that in case people are interested in doing a more corporate you know, all of Erie wide type prayer service mm -hmm. uh, together. That's all online. Uh, but that starts, I believe, at 5 p.m. So we wanted to make ours not early in the morning where it's still wet and dewy, right. uh, but not too late in the evening as well. Uh, so we just hopefully you guys can make that. We're looking forward to that. And that would be great uh, if you can make it. And then other exciting more news. Joy. More, 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 more joy. More joy. You want to share the joy? Sure. Share the joy. Um, we had the wedding. So, you know, you know what? I mean, stuff, life doesn't stop. I don't know if anybody realized that. Uh, life doesn't stop, and you know what? Labors don't stop no. either. <laughs> when and it so starts. we are excited to welcome. Um, I don't want to get her name wrong, and I'm no, I'm not going to. But Gabriella May Johnson to the family. Um, Caleb and Carly uh, had a blessed, blessed mm. labor one month early, um, but she came. She's healthy. Uh, Carly said that God answered every prayer during mm. delivery. Yeah. Um, every prayer during the labor and delivery, even though I feel like they were probably caught a little off guard one sure. month early, sure. perhaps I haven't heard the, the, the labor story the yet. Story, yeah. I'm going to get, <clears throat> I'm going to get the story soon. Mm. Um, but I'm so excited. They just wanted to give glory to God, um, for Gabriella May. She was five pounds, mm. five pounds, 12 ounces. I okay. think that's what the text said. Okay. So she's just a little peanut. 
healthy so, and whole. It's and awesome. Yeah, awesome. So we're excited about Congratulations that. Congratulations also to Don and Janie. <laughs> another, so many grandbabies. Grand and all girls, grand I think. Yeah, I don't want to leave girls. out a grandson, but I don't think there are any just yet. Yeah, not yet. <clears throat> so. Not yet. Okay, well, uh, we do want to we want to transition into offering. Actually, Grace, I forgot my offering thing somewhere, but I don't, I don't know where You're I put it. You're offering envelope? Envelope, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, <clears throat> we'll get that later. A couple things. One, if you do have a prayer request or a need in any way, please uh, email us at prayer at ecfchurch.org, prayer at ecfchurch.org. Um, and, you know, if you're going to give, pay, many people just continue to give, and we're just so grateful and thankful for that. Uh, there's ways to give. You can go to our website and give. Uh, you can text. Oh, thank you, sweetie. You can text to uh, any dollar amount to 84321, uh, and then you can set that up. And once you do it once, it's really easy to continue to do it. So I know a lot of people have been giving online. Yeah. And I just encourage that because when we do come back together, I was say the same <clears throat> when we do come back together, Things won't be exactly the same. Right. Things won't, I'm, you know, I can almost, well, I won't say I guarantee it, but like kids ministry, like we are not opening up nurseries and kids rooms and for everybody to passing run around. Buckets. We're probably not going to be passing buckets. So, you know, we're going to encourage to continue to give online. Communion will do probably a little bit differently yeah. in order to be, you know, that we're not all touching each other's stuff. Uh, <clears throat> but in general, you know, we, there'll be some changes. So I'm kind of glad that people are getting into this habit yeah. now. Uh, which is really good. I also wanted to say um, ACH, which is if you do text to give and you set it up through your bank, that's yeah. actually whether during this time or moving forward, that actually has the least amount of fees, fees right? that the church then pays <clears throat> right. so that right. the fullness of the giving can be applied to the work right. that we're doing. Right. So. Okay, well, I have a quick scripture here I want to read out of 2 Corinthians 8. It says, And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord. Just what we were talking about, giving ourselves to the Lord just giving all to him, everything to him, and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abound in everything, look at that, as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. And this is just part, giving is just part of the abounding grace that God calls us to, mm -hmm. to the things that he has for us, the things that we need to lay down before him yeah. and finances is a big one sometimes it's a hard one to lay down in front because it's so practical it's so right there in front of you and you can touch it and feel it uh <clears throat> literally like all the time uh you can check your bank account you know status and the bills come in and so we just want to pray for you and that you just continue to see god's blessing and prosperity as you give so let's pray heavenly father we just thank you this morning Father, for how good you are. Thank you for blessing our finances, of the church's finances, of our congregation members, for those who are watching, Father. Thank you, Lord, for so many faithful givers that we have in this church, that you are blessing them abundantly. Father, thank you for the many testimonies that are coming in of God's provision happening just in time when it's needed, Father, because we know you're never late. So we just thank you for your provision and all the things that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. <clears throat> okay. Well... We're gonna move. Uh, we're gonna move into just uh, just a few things. I, I believe that uh, the Lord has put on my heart uh, for for this morning, and I want you to turn to Matthew chapter five. This is where we've been parked for a couple weeks. I just want want us to go back there. We're gonna kind of close out Matthew chapter five this week. <clears throat> Let me get there. Usually, I've already bookmarked it. Let me Maybe get there. I already, oh, look at that. <clears throat> Matthew chapter five. You know. Uh, but before before we get there, I just I just want you guys to know that uh, we 
we just really see God moving in this time. We really see God moving. Again, we've talked a couple weeks ago about some of the prophetic words and things that we've heard and the shaking and the sifting and then this receding back of the waters. And um, this prophetic word that we heard uh, maybe last week, it was just so good that there's this receding of the water. But when, when a water recedes, typically it comes back with great force, right? It comes back. Once it recedes, it then comes uh, barreling in. And it's, it resonates so much with us that there is going to be such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. such an outpouring come out of this time of the Holy Spirit. We talk about these words revival. We've been talking about revival since the beginning of the year before we even knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such an outpouring of the Holy and just raising a new song of worship mm-hmm. to the Lord and just new authorities and new things that we are able to take captive and to cast down and cast out. And we're just really, really looking forward to as mm-hmm. I know there's a season and a time that we're in. But man, I am just excited for coming out of this time. I'm excited for what God's doing in the time. And then we're so excited about what he's doing uh, coming out of the time. And we've talked about how things, you know, might look a little different. I don't know what all that means yet. I don't know what all that means looking different. I can tell you one thing. I feel like the Holy Spirit's going to show up with even greater power and greater presence. And that will look different. That will be a different experience as the Holy Spirit is just more powerful in our services and in our gatherings and as we come together. Yeah. Um, and can I just be real honest with you guys? You know, we are pressing in to the presence of God in our home. Um, we have set aside a time each day, um, right in the middle of the day. And all the kids know we will not be disturbed. And mm. we've been trying to set that, that time aside as a, like a holy time. Just yeah. it's a set aside time where we are pressing into God's presence. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real with you here and tell you that, man, it's been hard. Like I, and I, I'm pressing in through his word and through prayer. And I have found a posture of prayer that I love. Mm-hmm. My husband introduced it to me. Um, it has to do with being close to the floor and a pillow. And it's just very, it just works. It helps me to really focus mm-hmm. in and not be distracted. It also helps that if a kid does come in the room, they can see very quickly yeah. to back out <laughs> and, and do not speak to mom. <laughs> so, um, and all of this sounds like very, oh, but I have been pressing in, pressing in in faith. Mm. I have, I have not like, sometimes I've pressed into the Lord and the Holy Spirit shows up and he yeah. shows up big and I can feel his presence and there's weeping and there's worshiping and there's speaking in tongues. And I love those times. That's not been these times. Mm. And I'm just. Um, we've been talking about this receding, this pulling back of the waters Mm. where it's like, I am spending that time with him, not because of how I feel, Mm. not because it feels all warm and, and amazing or like this morning. Oh, Mm. I was feeling it this morning. And that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing is if, if we can be faithful and stand in his presence or be in his presence in that secret place and hear his voice whispering Mm. without all of the, the, the awesome worship around us yeah. without the, the fellowship of believers surrounding us. If we can do that in our alone time mm. and be just be fed on his presence mm. and not on all of the stuff that also is awesome and comes with it yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You understand what <clears throat> yeah, I'm saying? I do. You know, it's, it's really standing on the truth of the word, not all of the rushing feelings sure. and emotions <clears throat> that come right. with it. Right. So what I love about ga- the gathered church is that there is you are you are coming into his presence together and sometimes it's holy and hushed but often it's there's powerful waves of emotion 
because emotion comes from God. Yeah. It's, it's from him. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you when I say I'm being real, yeah. it's not always the super, this super awesome time. Sometimes I come out of the secret place and I'm just like, Oh, I just feel like mm. it's a little dry. Like I'm turning, turning up ground and I'm just yeah. like, Lord, here I am. Speak to me. And it's just like crickets. And I'm like, but I'm here, you know? And right. so it's not, it's, I know people experience that. So yeah. that's why I'm sharing that yeah. because it's so easy for us to sit here and talk about fasting and talk about pressing into the Lord. Yeah. And I, I never want you guys to think that every minute is right. just, it's just some big spiritual retreat at 865 Dutch Roads. <clears throat> right. It's real. Right. And so I think too, like I think uh, this receding too, it's just, it's exposing some things. Very much. It's that's exposing it things. We were talking about this call to holiness and this call to repentance uh -huh. and this time of slowing down. This time, this, this time of pausing or slowing down our lives a little bit, not having all the activities to do, has really, those waters have receded and it really has uncovered right. the things that have exactly. been covered. You know, you know, when you go to the, I think the analogy they use, like, and you're in the sand. It was right? a tsunami analogy. Yeah, and all you the see water all that back. stuff pulls back. And all the little things that were hidden now become exposed that were in the sand. And I really, not, not that I don't want this time to end, because I do want to gather together, but what I don't want us is to miss this opportunity to see what is there, what has been uncovered, mm -hmm. and to root it out and to get it out and take this opportunity of just pulling that stuff out of our lives. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I just, there's things in my life that I'm just asking the Lord to root out, and He is. He is. And it's not always right. easy. It's not always, right? We've been talking about that this morning a little bit, Justin, right? Like, you know, there's just some things that He's growing us in, even through this time where our eyes are being opened to, like, wow. I would have reacted differently to this, you know, a couple years ago. Now look what God has done. But now he's calling me even to another level, even yes. to further and deeper with him uh, into the things that, it, that he's doing and he wants to do in our the lives. The hallmark of a submitted life yeah, that's good. is growth mm. and your flesh should be hurting. <laughs> right. You know, right. I mean, there's seasons of rest and there's seasons of mountaintop glory and, yeah. and those types of things. But those seasons are born in the times when our flesh is being laid down Amen. and God <clears throat> is exposing things. Amen. But this wave of the Holy Spirit that's coming wow. with power, it's going to be pure and it's going to be, it's going to be pure, um, and it's, it's going to be God. I mean, no. there's not going to be anything added to it. Amen. It's not going to just be like an emotional fervor, fervor. <laughs> emotion will be part of it. I've never, right. I've never been overcome by the Holy spirit and not had emotion because right. I'm not a robot right. because I'm made in his image. So right. there will be emotion to it, but it mm. won't be a fervor that's mm. built up. And so, and, and then it will come mm. even in a holy hush. Amen. So I'm excited. Amen. I'm excited. So uh, Jesus is, is the series that we're doing. Uh, so if you want to open your Bibles to Matthew 5, a lot of you are probably already there. Uh, we've had a challenge to read the red letters. Uh, as a church, just continue to read those red letters wherever you can find them in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, as you're going through, actually a little bit of Acts a right at the beginning. Acts, uh, you know, as you're looking for those red letters and, and reading the Bible and, and just seeing what he has to go do. And we've been talking about, you know, Jesus is healer. Jesus is love. Uh, Jesus is provider. Jesus is risen. You know, we did on Easter. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way. Um, and I really had a sense that today we want to talk about Jesus is the restorer. Jesus is the restorer. And you cannot help but read through these red letters and just look at time after time after time after time that Jesus is restoring something. Mm -hmm. He is constantly, like you said, when he was out ministering, he was restoring. He was restoring blind eyes. He was restoring deaf ears. He was restoring, you know, those who were at, uh, uh, who were, um, 
crippled. He was restoring those who had leprosy. He was restoring their skin. He was restoring relationships. He was restoring diseases, you know, getting them back uh, to health and to wholeness. He was restoring life to people, seeing people like Lazarus raised from the dead. He continued to restore and to restore and to restore. And I think what I want to point out today, what I want to talk about today uh, in Matthew 5, and we're going to go to verse 38. Matthew 5, I want to start at verse 3, which is right where we left off. I'm like, Lord, what are you showing us here? What are you showing? And you start flipping the Bible pages, and Jesus just keeps doing miracle after miracle of restoration, 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 restoration. And ultimately, on the cross, he made this complete restoration for our ability to have a relationship right. with God the Father. Right. He ultimately, through all these teachings and all these healings, ultimately it all leads to the cross and all leads to the ultimate restoration of our lives to God the Father. Mm -hmm. And I just want us to remember that today, want us to reflect on that today. And then Jesus will be again the restorer of all things. Mm -hmm. And so he is coming back. And we don't know the exact day, and I know you read the Bible. But and, we will and know. That, but we will know the generation we will know that the time frame and when stuff starts going we down specifically yeah. that's in the Bible, you know, when the temple was rebuilt in Jerusalem and things start happening and the abomination and desec desolation. desolation, you know, starts happening. We see that, man, you can get out your Google calendar and we can start seeing things are happening. So there will be stuff that's coming that we will know the act. I mean, you may not know the exact day or hour. Okay. But we're going to know You're this season and this yeah. generation that it's going to happen. There's some things that haven't happened yet. Mm -hmm. For us to, you know, to stand here and say that we're in the last seven years or in the tribulation or whatever, we know, we know that there are some things that haven't actually happened yet. But, however, I do want to say that he will come back someday and he will restore and we will have a thousand year reign on earth and it is going to be exciting. He is the ultimate healer, provider, and there's going to be such joy. And I'll tell you what the Lord was just speaking to me on is he tells us to focus on today mm -hmm. and not worry about tomorrow. In fact, I think that's, you know, in Matthew 6, the next chapter, uh, to, to focus on and not worry about tomorrow, but to also keep our eyes on this eternity, also keep our on eyes on that hope of his coming and all the things that he we're going so through, many so many things, my kingdom's coming, you know, so many things that we keep our eyes up here and thinking about Jesus and his return and his reign on this earth. It makes the things that we're worried about tomorrow start to seem not quite as difficult yeah. and we keep our eyes focused on today. So it's almost like we focus on today and we focus on his coming. Then all the stuff that's going to happen between after today and his coming, we're not to worry about. We're not to get too worked up about, yes, we need to plan and yes, we need to do some things, uh, but we need to focus on that. And so it's almost like, well, Lord, then what do we focus on? If you're the restorer and we're not the restorer mm -hmm. and we're not the ones who are trying to, trying to make restoration in our own life and you're the one doing it, what, do, what should we do? How should we be living and acting? And so Matthew 5 Verse 38. So I found this very interesting as Jesus is teaching us. He begins talking about going the second mile. He's talking about loving our enemies. He's talking about actually getting in. And you know what? Be the opposite of trying to be the restorer of things and just love and just love where you are, love who's around you, love those who persecute you and just go the extra mile and do for others as you want them to do for you. It's like this whole in the moment, like in right the moment, in like right in front of you in the moment as we're living by this day. So Jesus is the restorer of all things, of, of the all big things, the big picture. So put your hope in that, put your trust in that. Don't worry about anything else. And at the same time, what happens? How do we live this day? is then we just have to show love. We have to be loved. So I want to read these scriptures to you, these two passages, and just talk through them a little bit. So Matthew 5, verse 38. 
It says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. So a quick note here, like, you know, resist, look, we need to resist sin. It says we need to resist the devil and the enemy. What this is saying is do not resist an evil person. What, like, what are you talking about? What does that mean, an evil person? And to me, it's someone who is not after God's own heart. This is, you know, the battle's not against flesh and blood. Like, all these scriptures begin to teach us collectively, right? Any scripture in context, you have to put it in the context and then see how the other scriptures support it. And what he's talking about here is those who don't have that same heart of God. It says don't resist that person. Don't alienate that person. We need to love that person. No matter, it's even some of the actions that make you just want to, right? You know, the eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That's a lot of times our first reaction, right? Some of our kids do that first reaction. You know, one kid will hit the other one and the next one gives the elbow back to the other one. Like, whoa, whoa, you know? It's this whole sense of retaliation. Right. It's a sense of retaliation. It says, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him also. Turn the other one to him also. Like, I almost just like, wow, what is Jesus talking about? Like, really, if someone's going to slap me, you know, I'm supposed to just like take a step back and like, okay, slap the other, other cheek. You better preach this good because you know? I'd like to know. <laughs> and so I start saying like, oh my gosh. So I believe what the Lord's trying to tell us is that this, this sense of retaliation, this immediate retaliation, anytime somebody comes against us, mm-hmm. we immediately put up the wall of defense and we just start trying to restore who we are, restore, you know, so what it is that they try to break down or what it is that they try to come after. We begin trying to restore. What Jesus tells us is like, I'm the great restorer. Let me restore your reputation. Let me restore. So is he saying these don't things, be afraid you know? to lose? Yeah, don't don't, don't be, be afraid, afraid to lose things. Yeah, don't be afraid. I mean, to be able to sit back and say, you know what, Lord? Have your way in this relationship. Have your way in these things and what's going on. So he's saying, if anyone wants to sue you, take away your tunic. Let him have your cloak also. And whoever can, yeah, it's like, hey, not only take this, but, you know, I'll give you the undershirt as well, right? And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you. And from him who wants to borrow, do not turn away. And so this whole thing, this eye for an eye, like that's usually our first reaction. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm going to get back at that person. I'm going to get back at them. I can't believe they okay. did that to me. So that's one you know? thing. Retaliation right. is one thing. Right. But I'm sitting here, I'm going, oh, because justice is another. Yep. And so right. there are, there's like this, there's this type of person, hello, who's just like, <laughs> right. feels like you need to expose evil. You right. need to, you need to fight. You need right. to, you know, expose it and sure. resist. But sure. we're such a good pair because... There you are, always, yeah. you always, I see the evil, but I also tend to, to want to, I see the person mm. and you always separate it out for me and say, yeah. it's not them. We have, you know what I mean? Right. Together, we just make this really good pair, but it, so it's not just <clears throat> retaliation. Like you hit me now, I'm going to pummel you. Right. It's more like there's a, there's a bigger thing that I think some people <clears throat> struggle with, which is sure. justice. Sure. You know, and there, there is a time for there's a time to speak out. Time but justice, justice belongs to the Lord. Vengeance he, belongs to the vengeance Lord. Vengeance belongs right. to the Lord. In fact, that. we're going to get to that scripture here in just a minute. Uh, so it, to me, this is all about, you know, saying, hey, do I let somebody walk all over me? No, 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 you don't. This doesn't mean, abuse. you know, abusive relationship. Well, I guess I should just let this person continue to abuse me. No, no this is not what Jesus no. is talking about. He's not talking about covenant. This is not talking about relationship. This is not talking about a marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. This is talking about someone who is not following God's own heart and is coming against you. What is our response to that? What is our initial response? And it really is to be taking a pause and praying, praying for that person. I uh, know we use a story all the time or, you know, something that I've tried to live by is you have to tell yourself a story. 
So many times you have to tell yourself a story. So, you know, a simple example, someone cuts you off in traffic and they're, they're driving real fast and they're absolutely acting like a lunatic. They just put your family in danger. Put my family in danger. And I need to go, I need to go tell that person what's going on and what that is. And I, every time something like that happens is I try to tell myself a story. I don't know what that person just went through. I don't know if that person's rushing to the hospital because their son or daughter is on a deathbed and they just got a call. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the story is and it, it may not be any of that, but I'm going to err on the side of saying, you know what, there's something that might be going on probably for that person to react that way in general. Right. There's something going on in their life and I need to not take vengeance on my own right. and try to come back after that. I let pray for them and let Jesus. You draw yourself Jesus into mercy. Right. You draw yourself into erring on the side of grace, mm. erring on the side of mercy. This was a huge this was something huge that he taught me. Yeah. And it helped me immediately and right away. Right. It, and I was always caught up on the truth, like what's true, what's true, you know, that real yeah. black and white um, justice and truth thing. Right. And, um, you helped me to know, like the story you tell yourself might not be true, mm. but you're leading yourself into loving. Right. And when, <clears throat> and, and that's the most important thing. And I think, you know, Jesus, Jesus was love. We talked about Jesus love. God is love. And, you know, I think even on, we have to be careful, even in social media, right? There's this, uh, there's this escalation that happens when you know somebody comes after us or a stance or a point and then we respond and and you watch like this back fray. and forth of you know you could you could read for like 25 minutes just two people going back and forth they probably don't even know each other they probably never even met each other and neither of them are going to convince the other one right. of their point and yep. so it's just like I'm looking at these people wasting their time and saying Jesus is the restorer pray for that person let Jesus take over this situation you at this point are not going to convince them them right. by your words or what you say or something like that is it's gone too far yeah. uh so and i really think that that response of allowing jesus to be restored and allowing jesus and to turn the other cheek this this proverbial turn the other cheek it's not normal to the world right. it's not normal and, and jesus is calling us to not, not be normal, normal to me to, to not growing. be normal yeah <laughs> and there are times where we have to expose there are times right. speaking the truth in what in love in love the truth always has to be spoken in love. That is true. The truth has to come to somebody one-on-one. -on -one. There are ways to do it. The, the Bible outlines all kinds of ways to bring that truth to somebody. And it's typically not in a reactionary way. Uh, we, let, we have to let Jesus uh, being, uh, be our restorer. Yeah. And we have to let peace and love win. You know, I talked about Romans 12. Uh, if you want to turn to Romans 12, 17 real quick, and then we'll come back to Matthew. Uh, you don't have to turn there if you don't want, because I'll read it. But it says, repay... Romans 12, 70, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If at all possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Mm -hmm. So look at that. If at all possible, if this is possible, there are situations where you have to have self-defense, right? This right. is what this is saying is like, right. okay, you're not going to stay in the corner and let somebody like completely destroy you physically. Or your home or your family. Or your or home or your family. Okay. It's not like, oh yeah, come on in and have, you know, have whatever you want in my house, right? So if at all possible, if it's possible for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to respond in love with this. As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. I love that, if possible. And it says in verse 19, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to, to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. I will repay. So the Lord says, you know what? I will restore. I will take, you know what was lost, what somebody took from you? Mm -hmm. I will restore it. It may not be through that person who stole from you. Mm -hmm. 
or took from you or tried to do something to you. He restores in ways that we don't even immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. And if we don't try to take that vengeance on ourselves, if we don't try to get that restoration on ourselves, by ourselves and, you know, by, and not using the Holy Spirit to help lead us and guide us, yeah. then he, we actually block the path of his restoration that he wants to go do yeah. for us. Because it's saying, it's, he's saying, hey, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yeah. And so it says in verse 20, Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you heap coals of fire on his head. So those who are like, like you know what? Hey, if you show them love, an honest love, in truthful love, and you can lay that, lay that down and love that person, God does the work. He takes care of the vengeance. He takes care of the restoration. He ends up doing those things that need to be done. And then verse 21 says, do not, overcome, uh, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So we need, to, we need to keep that in mind as we're walking through these times, as we're coming out of these times, as we're living our lives. Understand that Jesus is our ultimate restorer. I also think we are given one to another um, mm. as that, that scripture, as much as you are able. We went through a situation where money was being withheld from us that mm. was ours. And it was money that was earned through the work of my hands mm. it, within our home. And, and it, was, it was being withheld from us. And I, I just looked at him and I said, I can't, I can't, I can't walk through this. I know, like, I, I can't touch it. I mm. can't be near it. Um, and so it was, I battled through that, even though I didn't, I needed him to be the person who interacted in order to, um, make the situation, to settle the situation. And I still at night, he would fall asleep. He would fall asleep snoring (laughs) over there. And I would be laying there trying to fall asleep, fighting with people in my head. And the way, I mean, I had to for a very short amount of time, but that's how it would start. And I would Take it down and say, no, the Lord fights for me. Father, I trust you. Mm. I trust you. And even if I don't get, even if the work of my hands is stolen by ungodly people, mm. I will trust in you. And it was that, that I mean, I grew by leaps and bounds. But what, what helped me to get in that place where I mm. could grow was knowing myself in the beginning of yeah. that situation and not saying, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I wouldn't. I just wasn't mm. there yet. And I recognized I wasn't ready to walk that walk on the front line mm. of love. And so I sent in this guy. So you would go in your prayer walks in the morning yeah. and you would do battle too. <clears throat> yeah. To love right. and to not get out of love right. to, to settle that situation. Right. We grew. We did. We, we both grew separately. But All those situations are opportunities for growth. They are. Really, they I, are. I'm not a fan. I'm not <sighs> a fan of those situations. Yeah. But we do. I mean, we've grown. <laughs> for sure. We've grown, but by doing it together. So, you know, I'm not ashamed of Mm. the fact that this guy is farther along in his love walk than me. Mm. You know, I'm just not because it it, it doesn't benefit. There's no, there's no benefit in being ashamed of it. I am um, growing and he's teaching me and I'm, I learned from so many people. Mm. Um, I learned from everyone. I learned from everyone. I watch my children. I learned from them and I'm always seeking to let God Right. kind of grow me and I know in those moments when I'm re- when it really hurts when I really want to um I used to always want to defend the Lord mm. like if ever if someone would say something against the Lord I would get into it and this mm. is just my family yeah. and the Lord a long time ago released me from that and said you are not you are not my defender mm. I am not God's defender he mm. does not need me to defend mm. his name or his word. I don't right. have to defend him. Mm. I am to live it and right. be an example. Right. Um, and I remember freeing my sister from that. She'd go to like family gatherings and have like one person who <laughs> knew how to get her. Right. And they would just, they would just hook her so easily. Mm. And I remember saying, 
girl, you know, let me tell you how I got free. And it's <laughs> right. just that you, you can be at peace and you can love that person. And that is how you will win them. That's Amen. how you defend the Lord. Amen. That's how you defend God Amen. is by walking out in love. Amen. Oy. Amen. Okay. So to wrap up this chapter here in verse 43, it says, Have you heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy? But I say to you, so this is like you heard this in the past, just like you heard an eye for an eye, mm -hmm. tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse. Look, he's given like a little formula. Like I love formulas. Yes, you do. You know, I know not every formula works in every situation. I get that. You know, uh, there's God's, God's at work and he's working. But look what he said. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Oh. Holy cow, we are to love, we are to bless, we are to do good, and we are to pray for those people who have come against us, who are, you know, speaking out against us, or whatever it might be. And it looks different for each person. You know, well, who is this person who's coming against me? And every person, it's different. You know, different circles that you're in, uh, different places that you're in. I always right? want to turn to the Psalms where David is like, smite my enemy, <laughs> oh, oh God. Yeah, like, right. that's always where I want to go, right, but right. I don't. You have to, you yep, have to yep, live yep, in the yep, right yep, words. Yep. And so, you know, if you look at all that, so he's calling us to love. Just, he's calling you feel us me right now, to, don't He's you? calling to bless. He's calling to do good and, and pray. <laughs> Uh, and in what, you know, what, this is what our life has to look like. But look at the promise in the very next verse, in verse 45. Tell me the promise. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Yes. Wow. Do these things so you can be sons, so he can yep. call you a son and daughter right. of his. Yep. So what do we do? We have to love, we have to bless, we have to do good, and we have to pray for those who come against us. That is our very first response yeah. against government officials who aren't deciding the way we want them to decide. Right. Whatever it is, we are to love them, to bless them, to do good to them, and to pray, to pray for, for, them. for them. It's like, wow, what, are, what an initial yep. response uh, that we should, we should be taking to that Jesus is teaching us here uh, so that we could be sons of the Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. It all is trust. Yes. Like I trust. trust, I had mm. to grow in, Lord, I trust you no matter what I see, no matter mm. what happens to me, mm. whatever evil comes my way, I trust in you, mm. that you are the restorer, that, right. yeah, that he is the restorer, that he, that justice is his, that right. I will not be forsaken in this. I will right. not be, the, the ungodly will not, he sees you know, what was taken. ravage sees, my life right. and all of that right. very psalmetic word, right. wording. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and our prayer of faith is that he'll return multiple fold right, right. of what was taken that's and what right. was stolen. And that's, that's, yeah. that's a walk. It's yeah. a walk to get from high defenses, mm. um, like high defenses and kind of militant in mm. in justice right. in, in ourselves and this right. journey right. to get to the openness mm. and the love of Jesus mm. where there was no fear of lack right. there was no fear of anything right. um, because he trusted completely in his father Amen. so wow that's a walk Amen. and I'm you know <clears throat> thankful that I'm on I'm on it I've taken right. some steps right. thank God I'm I, I'm I might not oh. be where I want to be but thank God I'm not where I used right. to be thank you Jerusalem. and then and then as yeah that's good and then as Jesus teaches us sometimes you know we read part of that and we're just like well I'm doing fine like you know I'm loving people whatever then in verse in verse uh, the next verse 46 says for if you love those for yeah. if you love those that's who good. love you what reward do you have do not even the tax collectors do the same if you greet uh, your brethren only, uh, what you do more than others, do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven 
is perfect. So I want to say to the kids, like, well, that's yeah. great. You've been sweet and kind all day. But the first opportunity mm. that someone, like, did wrong against you, you lashed out at them. Right. We go, like, right there. Right. What, is it, what, right. Is, what, what is the praise that you earn from loving people who love you? Right. From loving people who can benefit you? Right. You know, it's easy to love lovable people. Right. Really, the measure that we have to rise up to right. is how do we treat our enemy? How yeah. do we treat those who come against us? How yeah. do we treat those who are unkind to us, yeah. who who speak about us behind our backs without yeah. without knowing right. the truth, and without right. caring to know the truth? They don't right. even care to know the truth. And knowing ultimately so, that Jesus is their restorer too. Right. And we need to pray for them that yeah. Jesus restores their life and their heart and their relationship with him. Because so many of those people not all, but there are Christians who will do this as well. But there are, you know, a lot of non-Christians out there that haven't had Jesus, like we said in the beginning. When we find Jesus, like how much your life really radically changes, uh, and how much comfort you can have in Him, and how He begins to change how we respond and how we react to things. And this can come full circle by me saying, "Impossible, impossible! Right. I can't do it! I can't right. do it!" Right. But that I get into a posture before the throne of God. Amen. And Amen. bring every trial and every fear and every problem before him and lay down my, I can't do this. Mm. Show me, teach me, lead me, mm. empower me by your Holy Spirit. It, it comes back full circle to that yes. because this is yes. the only way, the only way to live the red words. That's I didn't right. know you were preaching on this particular section because this yeah. is it. Like this is, this, this one part is I'm, there's probably more parts than this one, <laughs> but this one right. is really something I I have had to grow in yeah. and, um, and and have wrestled with. Yeah, it's, and I, and I think good. it's interesting, like this call to uh, holiness, this call to holiness. Look at that last verse there. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as yeah. your Father in heaven is perfect. God is perfect. We are not. We get that. But it's this constant saying, how can I be more like Jesus? How can I be more like the perfect one who walked a perfect life? And <clears throat> give me, Lord, I need more of the Holy Spirit in order to be able to do that. I need more yep. of you to be able to do it. Yeah. So... Uh, so Jesus is the restorer. Yes. Jesus is the restorer. we can trust in him. We can trust him for everything, anything that's been stolen. He is the restorer. He is the one who brings it back. Are there times where we have to stand up for things? Absolutely. Definitely. Not saying that at all, but what I am saying is we have to remember that Jesus is our restorer. Yeah. And when we stand up for, when we stand up against evil and you're doing it in Christ, there's peace. Yeah. <clears throat> there's peace. There's not right. a, if there's not, you're not motivated by fear of lack and fear of loss. Um, you can be you can be a warrior, but you are peaceful. Amen. You go out in peace. Amen. So. Amen. So I want to pray for you uh, this morning or this evening if you're watching it in the evening. Uh, I want to pray for you. And I just really had this sense that God is the restorer. Jesus is the restorer. And he wants to restore some things back to health this morning. Uh, and so he specifically said ankles. So I know he does that. Uh, we had the, the pinky word yeah. uh, a few weeks back, and, and I got a response back that someone's pinky finger, someone's pinky finger was miraculously healed. Uh, and this was through one of these you know, Facebook live sessions or doing it online. Uh, so I just know that God is still the restorer. No matter how we gather, whether it's here you know, through video or whatever, he is still the restorer. Mm -hmm. He's still the healer. And so if you have pain in your ankle today, I just want you to grab a hold of that ankle if you can reach it. If not, just kind of lay your hand on weakness. your leg or just weakness in your ankle, even like a, uh, almost like a, when you hit it, sometimes it feels like it wants to give out. Right. 
uh, that way or any type of pain or discomfort. If that's, if that's you in any way, I just ask you to just put your hands kind of on your leg. If you're with somebody else and you're with a family and that's yeah. you, just put your hand up and let everybody else who's around you just come lay hands on you. Uh, because that's been one of the, my biggest issues with this time is not being able to pray for people and, and lay hands on them as the Bible commands us. So if anything, that's been like what's got me the most riled up <laughs> in righteous indignation. Uh, so <clears throat> that's one thing I'm, I'm getting fired up about. I like forward. when you get for that to come back. But I just want to pray for that person or those people who have some pain in their ankle yes. this morning. Heavenly Father, we just Thank come you to you Lord. now. We ask you now that your healing power touch these people now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray that you are restoring ankles right now as we pray. Yes. By the power of your Holy Spirit, yes. in just becoming inside of their body, stirring up a healing anointing, Father, all over their bodies, Lord. I thank you, Father, that now they even feel it. Father, I thank you now in the name of Jesus that their ankle is loosening where it needs to be loosened, where it's strengthening, where it needs to be strengthened, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are doing a restoration work and a power on those ankles, Father. You are restoring them now in Jesus' name. I just thank you for I just feel like it's a left ankle specifically. So, Father, I just ask for that person now who has their hand raised, watching it now or watching it later. Lord, we thank you for the testimony that's coming. You are restoring and you are healing that ankle now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. And if you have any other need in your life or any other care or concern, he knows your care is concerned. I just ask that you would call it out now. Whatever it is, cast that care to him, and I want to pray for it. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you are hearing every care that's thank being you, cast, every situation of concern, <clears throat> every relationship, every prodigal son and daughter that's being called yes. out for to thank return you, home. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are yeah. restoring relationships. You are restoring bodies. You are restoring jobs. You are restoring things that needed that people didn't even know needed restored you are restoring them now in jesus name i thank you for your restoration power i thank you for anybody who's watching who doesn't know jesus as their ultimate restorer and savior that they will just begin to accept him now as their lord and savior saying i need this jesus i accept him now as my lord and savior i need jesus in my life as they're crying that out you're hearing them and you are transforming their life right now in jesus name and we thank you for it. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we are looking forward to that Holy Spirit power coming with even more than we've seen it before. I know we've seen some great moves in our church, but it's just a fraction of what I believe uh, God is going to go do. And so we are really looking forward to all things that God's going to do in this time and then coming out of this time mm -hmm. like a rushing wave of the Holy Spirit just flooding us, our church, this area, uh, and just seeing God do miraculous signs and wonders. My, my, ex, my expector has gone up. My expectation level for miracle signs and wonders is rising Amen. during this time. It's Amen. just like this... You know, it's like we're just getting ready for them. It's like we're all we preparing ourselves. So we're getting ready for an outflow of some pretty yeah. miraculous things. I know I keep my list of miracles, and we had 60 or so pretty amazing things happen in 2019. But 2020, I felt like it was going to be more. And so we kind of like, like, wait a second, but it's just getting stirred up. Yeah. It's getting ready to it's go. Gonna it's going to awesome. be awesome. It's going to be so. awesome. Join us Wednesday evening, 6.30. We're talking marriage. Yep. And then Thursday. And then Thursday, outdoor exercise outdoor and exercise. prayer for National Day of Prayers, 12 to 2. Yep. And um, I think that's it. That's it. All right. All right, All right. guys. See you guys. Love you.